I'm Andy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 14, Our Favorite Picture Books. I'm Mandy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The The Coop. Coop. So today we are talking about some of our favorite books at our house. Yeah, picture books. So we have five each that we're going to share with you that could work for all ages Mm -hmm. and can be really enjoyable for the whole family as a read aloud or as independent reading Yes, and even as um, artwork and et cetera. And so let's first get to our scoop on the coop. So I'll start with my scoop. Okay. My kids uh, just, I did a read aloud the other night of Freckle Juice by Judy Bloom. Cute. And I had wanted to do it that day and they were never really into it. Mm -hmm. So at bedtime I said, do you guys want to go to bed or do you want to cuddle with me on my bed and read (laughs) Freckle Juice? So they were like, yes. They were so excited to read, do a read aloud. So... I was like, okay, we're just going to do chapter one. And of course, then we read the whole book Yeah, because it just, they can stay up late. So yeah. that's like one of my hacks, basically. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they think they get to stay up late, they'll do whatever I give them to do. Yeah. So then I said, okay, they had a recipe for freckle juice, which was disgusting. So I said, how about you guys think of something that you would want to change about yourself right. and come up with some magic potion and recipe tomorrow? And so uh, my 10-year-old came up with it that night. He was all ready to go. And and I said, I'll be showing you um, measuring spoons and cups and all that. And he did three seconds of pouring this, two seconds of pouring this. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, my five-year-old was like two taps. Right. He's a future bartender. (laughs) Yeah. And three-second pour. (laughs) So, um... And then my five-year-old, she did like taps of sprinkles, but Cute. then the eight-year-old, she definitely was doing the the measuring Precise. Yeah. yeah. So that was really fun. And then they had so much fun that next day putting it together. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really fun. And they probably spent an hour, you know, my 10-year-old was mashing his oranges and his strawberries That's mixed awesome. with bubbly and uh, um frozen strawberries as well so he was mashing it all together and then when I said well if you want to add pop rocks feel free and they were like oh of course so it was really cute to to see what they had come up with to change and of course the five-year-old who is more compassionate than the rest rest of my family she was like I would help you with your sweaty problem because since my hands and feet sweat all the time so she was helping yeah so she said I would I would want to help you with that Right. And then I asked him to do a reversal potion as oh, well. Cute. So yeah. um, my eight-year-old's, hers was, uh, um, you never have to wash your hands potion. Oh, yes. And so then the, the reversal would be, you have to eat a bar of soap. That's really <laughs> So nice. it was just really cute. And it was really fun. And it, and it took at least an hour of school that day for them to do it. And I just said, go at it, have fun. And then I just walked around and helped where they needed help. And That's cute. they loved it. So that was awesome. really fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so my scoop, I thought it would be fun to share that we um, spent some time planning our coop group. Yes, that's always fun. Yeah, and it's such a huge part of um, our, or my homeschool life. Mm -hmm. I mean, ours, yes, but, Mm -hmm. you know, this is my scoop. And, um, but it's a big part because I have an eight-year-old who's 
only sibling is two. So for her, our coop group is such a huge aspect to our social um, time, you know, to our social time. So um, planning our coop group was really exciting to make sure that we have, um, we're we're doing our book club this year and, um, you know, our meetups and all of that stuff. So getting that on the calendar and planning it with you and then seeing our girlfriends. Yeah, on a Zoom. On a Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, we did a Zoom. But still, even just seeing them on Zoom was so fun um, because it's been a while. And they were totally on board with everything, too. Yeah. So that was really fun. I I was trying to sell the book club, and I didn't need to. They were all like, yes, yes, we're We're in. Done. Yeah. (laughs) You had me a book. Yeah. Um, So that was really fun. So planning the Coop group was just really fun for me, and then getting my planner out and writing everything in there was just really exciting, because it's one thing for all that stuff to be in our heads, you know, and then it's another to have it out there, agreed upon, and then making real legitimate plans that are going to happen. Yeah, and people were volunteering left and right to take the months we hadn't planned. So that was really great too. Right. It was awesome. So yeah, that's my scoop. Yeah, I really like your planner, by the way. Oh, thanks. So uh, hopefully it'll be a downloadable soon. Yes. Yes. I have a little plan for that. All right, let's get to our books. I'll go first with uh, one of my kids' favorite, but also mine. So this is called The Day the Crayons Quit. Oh, I have to preface... I say crayons. I do not say crayon. It, yes. It's like you aren't from Southern California. I know. My, my husband, it's so funny. He was like, wait, do you mean crayon? I did that to you. Oh, I did, did you that too? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? I looked up K-R-A-N-Z looking for crayons because <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying. Oh, you were. That's yeah. hilarious. And then I was like, oh, crayons. That, everything is different. Yeah. I but wonder where they Lots of people that. say it. I mean, you can take <laughs> so a funny. quiz on Facebook about where you're from based on how you pronounce crayons or crayons. Yeah. Or, yeah. So there's my caveat. I'm going to say crayons for the time being, okay? So The Day the Crayons Quit um, by Drew Daywalt, and the pictures are by Oliver Jeffers, mm-hmm. and so I actually have researched both of those authors to make sure I get as many of their books as possible. Awesome. But it's super cute because the cray- crayons... The crayons come alive, and so so they're writing letters to the the kid who owns them, and I'm just going to read you a little sample um, from Green Crayon. Dear Duncan, as Green Crayon, I am writing for two reasons. One is to say that I like my workloads of crocodiles, trees, dinosaurs, and frogs. I have no problems. And was to congratulate you on a very successful coloring things green career so far. The second reason I write is for my friends yellow crayon and orange crayon who are no longer speaking to each other. Both crayons feel they should be the color of the sun. Please settle this soon because they're driving the rest of us crazy. Your happy friend, Green Crayon. That's so funny. Yeah, and it, and it actually looks like a letter that it wrote and shows the pictures that it colors. And there's, um, there's the, so this is the day the crayons quit. And then there's the day the crayons came home and they all wrote postcards to Duncan. So Jeez. this is all letters. The okay. other ones are, and like the maroon crayon is marooned on the couch. Right. And there's a picture of him going, no, as like dad goes to sit on him on the couch. It's awesome. So it's super fun. And then this Christmas, our coop group is going to do the Crayons Christmas. Yeah. And so I am i haven't read it. I haven't let my kids read it, but I have it ready to go because they we love this. And I remember hearing on Read Aloud Revival podcast, she said, a picture book is only only worth your time 
if you enjoy it too. Right. Because they should be written in a way that both children and adults can enjoy it. Yes. And so um, my husband puts on different voices for the different crayons cute. and everything. It's yeah. really cute. So I just totally recommend um, these books. And it teaches letter writing. I didn't even think about that until I was talking to a traditional school teacher. Yeah. And she was like, I'll use this. I'm going to use this to teach letter writing. And I was like, oh, great idea. Yeah. Right. And then, you <laughs> know. Writing it down for later. Yeah. And then just inanimate objects coming alive. And, totally. And um, even just point of view. Like, it, it teaches all of that without you even knowing or trying. Right. They're just having fun. Yeah, exactly. So, so this is... Um, a favorite book in our house and, awesome. and also the, the, the sequel as well. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to go with a fun one of ours from our house that has kind of a fun backstory. This one is, what does the fox say? So what some does of the you, fox say? Some of you might already know and some of you may not. Um, so the backstory for this is my daughter and I found it at the library when she was four years old. And so I thought it was hilarious because I remembered the song. I remembered the video from 10 years ago, eight yeah, years I don't ago. Even know. I don't even know, yeah. but a long time ago. And um, so I showed her the song and she thought it was super funny. And it was not an intentional setup, but she asked her daddy to read it later. And he had no idea that this was the oh, same fine. book as the song. So he's reading it to her and, you know, it's Dog Goes Woof. Cat goes meow, bird goes tweet, and mouse goes squeak. He's not singing it. Right. You know, he's just reading it. And then you get to the part that has all the crazy sounds. Ring, ding, ding, a ding, a ring, a ding. <laughs> so he's reading it just like this. And he gets to wah, pa, 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 pow. And he looks up and he says, what is happening? And I said, you know, I'm like tears streaming down my face, laughing, wishing that I was recording it so I could earn my million dollars or $10,000 on uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. So he gets to maybe three quarters of the way and he's done. He he is not having fun with this. Right. You get to the point. Well, I've sung this a few times. And so, anyway, he was not amused until I reminded him of the song, and we played it, and he was cracking up. It was just this funny moment. So this book has always been funny, and that was the library book. We returned it, never thought about it again until I had my son. And then I was on a, on a you know, search for new books for him, and I thought, you know what? We're getting this book. You know, it's special to my daughter and I because of that moment we yeah, shared together. Sweet. And then he, it turns out, do you remember this? This oh, song yeah, I know. I know was one of that. the only songs that would calm him down in the car. He'd be screaming and I would turn on the song and it would get quiet in the back and he would just be peaceful. I think we drove all the way to William, yes. uh, at least an hour to yeah. a, a hiking spot. Yeah. And that was, that was just played on loop to keep him... Yep calm and he wasn't he even like one years yeah. old no no he was really little that was his song yeah. so this one just has a special a special place in my heart but the art is fun i mean it's almost creepy and now he'll he'll even say creepy fox oh really yeah <laughs> that's creepy I hear him yeah that. it's really cute but the art is fun and it's interesting and then if you know the song or you know you want to show the your kids the song it's just really fun to have yeah. that go side by side it's almost reminiscent of um is it picasso who does the 
the geometric, you know, the lady that's like geometric and her eye is oh, like down I don't here. Know. I don't know my oh, okay. artist very well. I, 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 it looks very like that yeah. art. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's my fun one. Well, I think too, what, what we're showing here is um, that picture books can create such wonderful memories yes. between family members and between friends, depending on who's experiencing the book together. Yeah. And that is the gift. And that's why for this year, Having heard from you and a couple others on our Coop group, we, we did a little Zoom meeting a couple months ago of and asked them, what brings magic to your homeschool? Yes. Because if it brings magic to your homeschool, it might bring magic to mine. And so yeah. I might as well try it and see. So it, it, with my FOMO and everything, I have to know. I have to know what right. everybody's doing. Right. I'll buy it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I think out of six or seven of us, three of you said books. Oh, yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to be more intentional about it instead of just right. having it on this huge bookshelf that they never take anything off of themselves. I right. need to start just pulling them off for, right. you know, and, and making a decision. And Right. And we talked about that because my setup, you know, I mean, it's not much different than having it on a bookshelf, but I've worked really hard to make sure that it's literally down on the floor yeah. in the space that they're in all the time, you know, so in my different houses, it's been in different places. And then yeah. I rotate books out now for my little guy because now my two kids need very different books. Right. And it's still good for her to go through some of these picture mm -hmm. books or to have them available to read to her little brother. But um, just the availability of books in a room that you're in a lot and not just a work type of room or just, um, you know, it, yeah. It, yeah, well, like mine is being blocked by a, a swivel right. chair. Right. You know, so it's not, it's not even... They don't yeah. hang out in that swivel chair. Right. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, so that, I wanted to be more intentional this year. Right. So I'm trying to do, a, on a day that we might do the dailies, I have the five books for the week right. and then ask them, which one do you want to do? Yeah. And then I've put an activity with each one yeah. to really like get the most out of that book that I can. So when we did home yesterday, we read it, we talked about what does it mean to make a home. Right. We talked about... Um, what to look for in a future spouse and what kind of home they make and mm -hmm. is it going to be stressful or peaceful or what yeah. do you, you know, that kind of thing. And then, um, and then I said, why don't you create your own home, whether watercolor or Legos or whatever. Right. And two out of three of them said, okay, yeah, that sounded like a good thing to them. Right. Um, the third one didn't do it and that's fine. But um, it's fun even like the activities you can get from it too. Definitely. So, okay, so let's move on to the next book. Um, it is called Where's the Ballerina? Find the Ballerina Hidden in the Ballets. Oh, fun. Yeah. Illustrated by Ab Abigail Guh and written by Anna Claiborne. So I think this is, this is not an Esborn book. Why did I think this was an Esborn book this whole time? But it's not. It's not an Esborn book. But doesn't it look like one? A little bit, yeah. So what, what, what's in, um, what's in this is... Basically, they have the ballet, Swan Lake, Romeo and Juliet, Giselle, The Nutcracker, La Baidere, Coppelia. Thank, thank yeah. you for saying those because I would not know how to pronounce those. Um, the Midsummer Night's Dream, Sleeping Beauty, Don Quixote, mm -hmm. and Cinderella. And so basically it goes through the general storyline. And then I'm showing it on the our video version of this podcast. And then it shows um, a beautiful scene. Yeah. 
And then you can look for, it's kind of like a where's wall. Exactly. It's fun. And then there's always a peacock in every single picture. Oh, so just like where's Waldo, there's the little, yeah, yeah the, the, the normal, there's always a peacock. And then, and what's funny is too, they're all doing different, interesting, mm-hmm. there's interesting scenes of what's happening. Yeah. And if you've read the story, you'll catch different characters throughout or different parts of the story in here. Yeah. And so what I love is it exposes them to a, a very classic story right. and ballet, especially because they both took ballet. Mm-hmm. But then also just like, I want my kids to be well-rounded in right. the arts um, and other things as well. But so it just familiarizes them with right. these wonderful stories. And um, if I saw that they are more interested in it, then I know to go circle back and later maybe do an abridged version of Romeo and Juliet right. or something, right. you yeah. know. So, um, so yeah, it's just a really neat book. And what I love about it is both my girls, age eight and age five, have loved this book for years. That's awesome. And I actually had to have my eight-year-old go get this out of the car today right. to do this. Because today. it recently was just it's, there, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's always being yeah. used. And so that's what I love about it, too. And my five-year-old, ever since she was probably like two or three, would cuddle up with me. And still to this day, we look for the peacock. Right. She wants to go through all that, even though right. it's very immediate because she knows where they are now on every right. page. But it's just fun it's to so fun. talk about the colors yeah. and, and and what's the scenery and stuff. Yeah. So Awesome. Where's the ballerina? So I'll go on that theme because I also have a ballet book. And it's called Swan. And it's the story of Anna Pavlova. And so she's very famous ballerina. Um like one of the original ballerinas, you know, mm-hmm. in the modern era, you know. So it's actually a really beautiful story of her growing up in Russia. That's so and, cool. And um, the art in here is just beautiful. It and is. the storytelling, it's simple, but it's also really impactful. Um, you know, hush. You know, and it talks about it's all beginning. They take a ride to the ballet. Um, I just love the the dark colors. Mm-hmm. It's moody without being um, like depressing. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. But I love those colors, and so I know that this book has spoken to me personally. Um, and then, of course, as a dance teacher, I've read this to my students every year. Oh, you cool! Know. What age do you um, do it to all of them? Or I, this one, I start with the five year olds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's pretty. still written to a very young audience. Oh yeah. Um, but. Um, I love teaching them about professionals. So then there's other books about different professional ballerinas too. Um, Firebird, Misty Copeland's another great oh. one for a, an, a modern day ballerina. But I just love this one because I love talking about the history of it and um, sharing her story because she was the original dying swan. So this is one of her... I love that. I wish I could do that images, kind of art. Yeah. Oh, That's a potion cool. I would take. Yes. So that would be my freckle juice. It's not from Swan Lake. It's Dying Swan hmm. from um, the Carnival of the Animals. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. you, yeah. The uh, Camille Saint-Saëns um, song, and it's oh, just beautiful. So the song itself is extremely moving. So then I would teach them that song. And so for me, this goes with the whole thing. And she was That's asked so to be put into her tutu on her deathbed. I probably can't see that very well, but... Literally on her deathbed, she died in her tutu. It looks like feathers. Mm -hmm. Because it was her swan tutu. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, 
Uh, that was a very favorite book um, in for me, probably even more so than my daughter. But I do hope that it was impactful for her. Right. And it's a book that she'll remember because um, it's just fun to have that connection to an art form that we both love right now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right. So let's go on to another book. Okay. This one is called God Made All of Me, a book to help children protect their bodies. So right now there's a lot of curriculum going out there mm-hmm. for um, uh, sex education and um, just educating children about their body. And what I love about this is this does a lot in just a simple little picture book. Sure. And um, it's a great way to start the conversation with a younger audience and not be right nervous about it as the parent. Right. And I think I read it to my kids about, I don't know, three or four years ago, and then it's ready for another read, but sure. I think it actually would behoove me to read it every year mm-hmm. because it's just a very simple way. It says, all of you is good. God made all of you. It's, it's good. And so, and it uses the real words for things right. and it talks about the difference between uh, public and private parts of you. Okay. It talks about um, your uh, ability to say no to adults mm-hmm. and it does it in um, ways that are, are not shaming and not stressful to the child. It just seems like a normal conversation you would have because it also talks about giving high fives. It talks about um, if grandma wants a hug and you don't want a hug, you can say no. Right. Um, But it it talks about how God made all things. He made your hair. He made your eyes. He made your arms and your nose. And and, um, it says which people would probably be safe, like your mommy and daddy and right. why a doctor may have different access to you than anybody else, basically, right. you know? Um, but it says, you know, God made every part of your body and every part of your body is good. And some parts of your body are not for sharing. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a very simple and easy way with um, really simple art, nothing right. at all that is obscene, nothing that you couldn't show any age of child. Right. And, um, and you are in charge of your body. You can say stop, all done, and no more. And so it's just a very simple way without making them... F- I mean, sometimes you almost feel violated when people talk to you about stuff like that, right? Right. Just the mere discussion. But this is a very um, benign way to do it. Sure. So I just think this is a really great... Um, book to have in your library for when that question comes up. Yep. Or if you're going to send them off for the first time. I was sending my kids off to VBS for the first time. It was going to be the first time that I was not going to be in attendance at something that they were at. So I read this book to them and it pretty much covered what they needed to know. Yes. And, um, and I think just gave them the power and it was just no big deal. Right. So it's just a really great, simple book, easy to read. And then it has nine ways in the very back, nine ways to protect your children from sexual abuse. And so as long as you believe in a God, this book can work for you. Right. So, um, so I just highly recommend it to people who, who can't easily get into that discussion or have a hard time with that discussion. Um, it just is, yeah. So there you go. Awesome. God Made All of Me, a book to help children protect their bodies. Um, it looks like it's by Justin Holcomb and Lindsay Holcomb and illustrated by Trish Mahoney. 
Very nice. Yeah, so that was kind of a heavy book. <laughs> but so good. Yeah. Um, so this is one of my favorites. This is Me, Jane by Patrick McDonald. And Patrick McDonald, if you don't know, is the author and illustrator of the Mutt's comic series. Well, I'm not good about comic series, so I have no idea. Um, I'm not um, an avid comic reader, but I found Mutt's back junior high or high school. And my, you know, that's back when people actually had daily newspaper subscriptions. Mm -hmm. And so I would always go through my dad's newspaper and read the comics. And um, so, so yeah, it was a daily comic. I, I don't know if it still is, but you can follow Patrick McDonald on Instagram and see all of his cute mutts things. And it just spoke to my animal heart back then, my animal lover heart, because mutts is about um, a dog and a cat that are friends. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. I Mooch love interspecies friendships. Yeah. Mooch and Earl, and they're very funny. And so anyway, the illustration is really fun for me because I can see Patrick McDonald in here. Oh, cute. And I see Mutz in his illustration. So this is about Jane Goodall. And so this book is just beautifully illustrated. And then the story of her life, starting with her childhood, is just beautifully told. It's a Caldecott um, honor book. So it's definitely um, well-recognized mm-hmm. as being a great book. Um, it shows all of these different pictures, the Alligator Society. It really starts to show some detail about animals, mm-hmm. um, but in a way that you can skip over if you don't want to read it. I but think those are her, that's her writing yeah. and her, mm-hmm. her pictures that she made, right? I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's really fun in here too, is just being able to see her passion come mm-hmm. alive from the time she was a child. So it's really relatable to children. And um, I know my daughter loved it because she still currently will tell you she wants to be a veterinarian when she grows up. And so she has always felt a strong attachment to people who love um, animals. So one day, Curious Jane wondered where eggs came from. So she and Jubilee snuck into Grandma Nut's chicken coop. So it just has, you know, the, the pretty illustrations and it just talks about her journey and how her dream grew and grew until she decided she would venture off into Africa and other countries and explore. Jane dreamed of a life in Africa. And then, you know, all of the hard work that had to come along with Can it. Can you show that picture? Yeah. So I, not to interrupt, but I borrowed this book from, from Jessica when we were doing Who is Jane Goodall? Right. And that picture, a life living with and helping all animals mm-hmm. with Jane swinging from the vines, just like uh, the monkey is or the gorilla or whoever it is. It wouldn't be a gorilla. I guess it would be a a monkey or whatever. But she recreated that watercolor. Your eight-year-old? Yeah. Yes. So it was, I mean, she even, I think, has the curly. Mm -hmm. And it was just really cute. She has the the elephant. And she really connected to that book. So what was really great for me is when we were reading Who's Jane Goodall, then we followed up with that. It talked even more about, even though it's just a few words on a page, mm-hmm. about how she sat in the chicken coop for like an entire day. Right. Watching. Observing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but then to see the picture of it, whereas right. you don't get that in a chapter book as much. Right. In an informational biography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the child really comes alive in, in this. Yes. And then at the end, it definitely provides real pictures, real images of her and her work with the chimpanzees, I believe, at first. And then it talks about um, 
her story. And then um, a message from Jane. So there's a message from her in the back. And then it also provides you with resources for where to go to find mm -hmm. out more information about her. And then notes about the different art. So you can see, um, this is, I'll show it in just a moment. It's a cartoon that Jane Goodall made of her life in the forest. And um, there's the puzzles that Jane herself created when, as a young girl, she led a club called the Alligator Society. So that page oh, we were on, yes. She did um, make that. So it's just really neat. All of the, let's see if I can get a good shot. It's hard to angle it just right. Um, I don't think you're gonna get it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so either. But um, it's just really neat. So we'll have all of these books um, linked on our website. So you can go to our podcast page on our website and we'll have a full list of all of these books for you as well. But I highly recommend this one. It was recommended to me. Mm -hmm. It was lent to me by a friend and we mm -hmm. ended up buying our own copy as well. So definitely highly recommend. And you can always just do a mini unit study and do that and then sure. watch the documentary yeah. and then study the yeah. animals. The documentary is really good. The kids were really enraptured mm -hmm. by that. And um, it was her own film and her husband's filming of her, you know, back in the 70s or whenever that was. Right. So, and it was rare. They would never allow someone to do this now because that would be disturbing the wild. Right. But that was the only time they were letting in. And she was like, right. I think the first of her, you know, her, her gender and all that stuff. So, yep. yeah. Not to piggyback on your book. <laughs> it's okay. It's a good book. It is a good book. Okay, the next one is My Friend is Sad. Um, it's Elephant and Piggy Book. And actually, I grabbed this one, but we have about 20 of right. Mo Willems' books. I love his art. It's very simple. And um, it's easy for kids to trace if you want to um, have them trace something. My kids actually had a lot of his books memorized. And um, while to me that is not reading... It was just fun for them to be able to flip through a book right. and say, yeehaw, because it's very simple. And they're just sweet stories. Some right. I prefer more than others. This one, my friend is sad, is really sweet because it's about um, uh, Elephant is sad because Piggy's not there to experience life with him but it was, <laughs> and not see the cowboy and the clown. But it was Piggy right. dressing up as the, as, the, as the clown and the cowboy. But right. Elephant doesn't know that. So Piggy keeps trying to make him happy, and all he wants is Piggy next to him side, and he doesn't realize it's actually right. Piggy. So it's just really sweet and um, an and innocent, simple book that all my kids have liked Elephant and Piggy books since like the last five years. That's awesome. They've been really, or four years, they've been really into them. And whenever they find a new one they haven't read, they're just <gasps> ecstatic. Yeah. So that's super uh, cute. Elephant and Piggy. Okay. This one is The Night Gardener. So this one I chose because it's another really beautiful book. Um, the art in here is really amazing. It's by the Fan Brothers. So they work together to write and illustrate this. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, so the illustrations are beautiful. And can you tell I have a theme going on of the books I find beautiful? It's kind of that dark I love it. imagery. You know, I love that moodiness. It's There's a, definitely it's more, something about it. It's more mature. Right. I think so, and so it's it's easier to keep expecting or hoping that your older children still relate to it because now they're going to see different things. You know, it's going to speak to them differently um, because of the artwork. Um, so I really love this one. And so it's this little boy who's always looking outside, and um, they notice 
an owl cut into a tree. And then that starts to lead their imaginations. Um, he spends the whole day staring out at it. And so it's about this gardener who at night goes out and does different things. He creates the cat. That's so cool. And so it's just fun to see this little boy who um, lives in wonder about what's going to happen next. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it's really fun. It's, you know, it, it's just a sweet book with some beautiful creative stuff, you know. So, again, for kids who love animals, it's mm -hmm. kind of fun for them. Yeah. You know, it's silly and it's fun to think about what can happen while you're sleeping. Yeah. There's that magic involved in going to sleep and being so excited to see what's there when you wake up. So it's just kind of a, a whimsical, fun thing. And then at the end, he's given a gift of shears. Oh, he can uh -huh. make his own. Well, wait, what, what a way to spoil the book for the rest oh, of us. Sorry, but there's still several more pages. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's just a really sweet It's sweet so book. pretty. Yeah. It so. kind of reminds me of Charlotte's Web. You know, they'd wake up and it was like... Right, a new message. Splendid or whatever the <laughs> adjective was. Yep. So, some pig. Some pig, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Gotcha. Oh, my goodness. Okay. My last book of the five, it, it was actually fun to pick, you know. Yeah. And But the, my last book of the five is A Year Full of Stories, 52 folk, folk Tales and Legends from Around the World. And written by Angela McAllister, illustrated by Christopher Kaur. And so I've talked about this before. We spent two years doing the subscription box, Universal Yums. And so a lot of people get the subscription box and that's enough for them. They do the pamphlet, they read the stories and the history behind mm -hmm. the food, they might rate the food. But I dive in a whole nother couple, yeah. three hours, right. you know, um, extra three hours. So I, um, I got this year full of stories, not because I felt like I needed to read them a story every week sure. as it's set up. So they have January set up, New Year's Day. Okay. It's Father Frost, a Russian story. Then it's Winter Time, the Magic Porridge Pot, a German story. And then Chinese New Year, King of the Forest, a Chinese story. And then mm -hmm. it goes on to February and that's more love focused. March, right. it's like um, St. Patrick's Day focused. And they're Inuit stories, Jewish stories, Japanese stories, Arabic stories, mm -hmm. Brazilian, Buddhist, all different kinds. But what I did was instead of going by month, if we were studying, let's say, Russia, I'd say, okay, do you guys want to hear Father Frost or do you want to hear The Little Red Hen? Right. That's and what's cute. super interesting about these stories is you can see the political leaning of the country. Funny. Like, like Russia is really into workers, right? So the um, they had another one here. Oh, I feel like I could find the name of it. <laughs> But they had another one here where it was uh, these farmers, and it was about who could work the hardest would get, like, their father's approval. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and these are the folk tales and legends. And there was right. actually one in here from Africa that we hear on Story of the World. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh -huh. the, the, yeah, giant yeah, yeah. Spider. the spider. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that Such was in here, too. Story. Yeah. There's a myth in here. There's some mm -hmm. um, Greek mythology in here. But I'm just going to show awesome. some of the, the beautiful artwork. I oh, yeah. love, like, this is The Basket of Eggs, a Canadian story, yeah. but it's just beautiful artwork. The stories are all, like, one to three pages, and it's just um, stories that kids connect to. Like, this is a Mayan story, and then an uh, Australian story, and it's just really pretty, full of colors, and it was just a great way to enhance our our 
around the world study. Right, in a fun with, way. In a fun way. Yeah. And it wasn't just history and food. It was now right. a folktale, history, yep. symbolism of the flag, and sure. food. So That's awesome. But it would be fun to go through it, I bet, another time when we're not doing that kind of study. Mm-hmm. And go through and, it. And go through it by month. The way the book is laid out. Is laid out. Like November is all about Thanksgiving and Bonfire Night, National Tree Week. Oh, cute. And St. Andrew's Day. And then December has Christmas, Kwanzaa. Midwinter and Human Rights Day, so it just has um, a really great. Um, is it called an anthology? Anthology collection, collection? <laughs> a collection of uh, folk tales and legends from around the world. Super cool. Yeah. Okay. My last one is actually one that has become super special to our family, and it's not one that I have found many people I've are familiar with. with. Yeah, and I didn't know about it as a kid either. So even though sometimes I'm like, you don't know it. I didn't either. My husband is definitely responsible for introducing us to Graham Bass, who also wrote Animalia. I don't know that one either. So it goes through all the different animals. Oh, many different animals. Oh, that really pretty one? uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so we have the actual book, which I didn't bring, Mm -hmm. but um, it's similar art. It's very vivid colors, and um, we also have a coloring book version of Animalia. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really fun. But this same author, he writes The Eleventh Hour. And in it, it's a big party for Horace's birthday. So it's really cute. My daughter went through a phase of wanting to write her name on every page of, or not every page, but of every book How cute. on the front. And so it's an invitation. Oh, that's so cute. Dear Sophia, please come to my costume party and help celebrate my 11th birthday on 11th November at my place. And so. That's so cute. The book is called The 11th. Hour. What what is it about eleventh birthdays? Harry Potter and yeah. <laughs> it's very special. It's beyond ten. Like ten That's is true. the double digits, but yeah. now you've got yeah. It's now just I, different. Yeah. So Horace the elephant. He's an elephant, of course. He throws together this beautiful, elaborate party. Has all of these things at every hour. They're doing different things, and it's so fun because all of the different animal characters are really characters. You know. You've, well, it's a costume party, so they also come in costumes, but that's why they're so funny. You've got the zebra who's a punk. Cute. You know? So There's just, a lot to look at. There's a lot study. to look at. So this is one that is really fun to read often. Mm-hmm. And um, so... Oh, I love that. But. Yes. And I'm going to come back to some of this. So um, they have this this party, and then as the party goes on, the feast is eaten before they get there. So <gasps> Don't it's tell me who does it. I can't because okay. that's the magic of this book. So rereading it, you get a whole different perspective when you go back and read it again. Yeah. But they get time for the feast and it's not there. And the book spoiler ends. Spoiler alert. The book, well, this is not a spoiler, <laughs> but kidding. the book ends without you knowing who does it. Oh. So you get to the back and find out that it's, there's a bunch of clues, so you need to decode oh, this. Oh, and you go back. Mm-hmm. And then it has all of these pages here that are actually stuck together. So we've decoded and we uncovered this to see if okay. we were right. So I'm not showing these pages. But I love those interactive yeah. books. That's so yeah. cool. So then notes for detectives, and it talks about what to look for. And then, so now that you know kind of the font of what the secret code Ooh. looks like, you can go back... And you can actually, I mean, oh, yeah. could, I don't know mm-hmm. if we can pick this up, but there's symbols up here. And then in that archway uh-huh. right over there. Yeah. 
And so there's a lot to look at and to see if you can make codes out of. Um, and so my, my daughter had a lot of fun. She sat down with her aunt. So obviously my husband gets a ton of the credit for this book because he introduced it. He's mm -hmm. been reading it to her since she was three. Well, I love that with all the, the whole time he's reading it, there's a, there's a feast for the eyes. Right. There's, there's stuff to look at. They're not going to get bored and like wait for you to turn the page. Exactly. You know? And so then once she realized she got to an age where clues meant something to her. Oh. Then we'd read it and she'd say, Dad, do you think that's a clue? You know, and she'd point to, to something that she saw and he'd say, I don't know. Do you think it's a clue? Like, like you're what a do spy. you think? Right. And so um, that was just super fun for her to see if she was able to decode things. Yep. That's so cute. So. They're playing uh, snakes and ladders. Uh-huh. Yep. So this one ended up really fun because it's, if you start it reading to your kids at a young age, they're not going to be able to solve it. So it builds and it builds and it builds and it's one you're going to keep going back to. That's cool. Until they're ready to solve it. Yeah. So, you know, of course, by maybe five or six years old, she was like, can we just open it? Like, no. Yeah. Okay. You have to at least try yeah. try to decode it. You know, we want you to, to have that so we can do it with you. We can sit there and try and figure things out together or... You know, you yeah. just have to keep waiting until you do it by yourself. So it was really fun. She had a blast decoding. And so then that started this whole new interest in um, spies and secret yeah, messages. Yeah, well, and I was just thinking of a friend of ours who's really into oh, yeah. spies. Yeah. Well, I think our girls were writing secret messages in their own language, too. Oh, they Don't were. They but language? they said it. They When I heard them making it, I was like, wow, that's a lot to remember. Like... Well, you could just assign one number, yeah. like, in order of alphabet. No. They're like, no, then you would know what we're saying. I'm like, trust okay. me, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> like, yeah, but you can then, have your language. But then I was like, how come you guys never talk in your single language? They're like, it's too hard. <laughs> this would make such right. a great birthday yeah. gift for oh, somebody totally. or Christmas gift. Yeah. Like, because it's, it's not a single read, and it's, uh, it's a multi-read, and it's an activity, mm -hmm. and um, it's a discovery. It's a, totally. a treasure hunt. Yeah. So I that looks really fun. Yep, it's a fun one. So, all right. So there's five books from each of us. So a total of ten books that we think are wonderful books for our yep. family. And um, uh, let, I think it's time to go on to our joys. Sounds good. All right, I'll go first. Um, so I was telling my kids. I don't know how the topic come up came up, but in the car we do a lot of deep discussions. If if I'm not Marco Poloing or listening mm -hmm. to a podcast, and but we we talk a lot about deeper stuff, and we were talking. I was talking, telling them about how when I was in sixth grade, I switched from a private traditional school right. to a public traditional school. Right, and in that switch, I was introduced to all the mature stuff that you don't expect a sixth sixth grader to to know. Oh, they're all talking about it. They all knew about it, and I had never been exposed to it at all. Right. So then I was already a, a weird person for them in that way. And then um, I got to wear guests and leather skirts and stuff. So I ended up not having a lot of girls who liked me. And one of them was my best friend in my sport. So that was a really weird situation for me. Right. So I lost, I was telling them how I lost all those friends. And I was, I was alone and I cried a lot at school. It was just a really hard transition for yeah. me. And my five-year-old says... Um, she goes, were you lonely? And I said, I was lonely. Yeah. And, and she goes, but God was with you that whole Aww. time. 
My little five-year-old. <laughs> of course she would say that. Yeah. I was just like... Oh my goodness, you are so right. Thank you. I wish I would have thought to talk to him more. Right. And um, and then my eight-year-old says, which I was not expecting this, she says, well, what you do is you find someone sitting by themselves and you go ask them if you can be their friend. So they really felt for, felt for me right. in this situation. Really yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, that's what I did. I, I, I remember walking across the big field where soccer and jogathons and stuff would happen to this other group of girls and saying, my friends are mean to me. Will you be my friend? Right. And they were like, of course. But I was just sharing that with them. And it was just brought such joy to me that both girls thought of something that was so comforting and right. so thoughtful that's and really a sweet. good way to solve problems. Well, so since we're talking about books today... Um, my daughter and I just read Bridge to Terabithia, oh, which yeah. you guys just read. And there's some of that in there. And yeah. Leslie, That's she's true. the new girl in the school and different and stuff. And then she ends up getting giving advice to this mean, scary, older girl who she finds crying in the bathroom one day. That's right. And she just basically says, um, act like you don't know that they know that. You know, yeah. act like you don't care that they know right. these things about you or that they think you're weird. Just act normal and maybe someone will forget about it too you know and it was actually just really it just it spoke to me so I wonder if you're especially your five-year-old they they probably really really connected to that story Mm -hmm. that was that to me that was such a wonderful story and um my kids are very impacted by that story so yeah yeah and we just finished it that makes such sense Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the timing is good on that yeah yeah okay so my joy is kind of funny uh, we had a, a new school year kickoff celebration at your house. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously it was full of joy with the celebrations oh, yeah, and the totally. kids. But I have kind of a funny story that ended up bringing me a lot of joy. Towards the end of the night? I have no idea what you're going to uh, say, yeah, so I yeah, can't yeah. say. <laughs> um, I, I don't even know if the kids had had their s'mores yet. But we're setting up stuff, and you and your husband are sitting in your Adirondack chairs. Uh-huh. And I am standing up, and I feel a bug. Oh! <laughs> I was hoping for that reaction. I feel a bug oh go into my hair, and I, I, I freeze. You know, I'm, like, down. But I don't know what it is because all night there's been, or all evening, oh, there wasps. have been, yeah, well, yellow jackets oh, yeah, and that's other nice. kinds yeah. of bees too. For these predatory <sighs> bugs. Yeah, we were watching those yellow jackets take chunks of the lunch meat. Disgusting. Yeah, real, real. yeah. So anyway, that's obviously what's in my head, in my mind, even though it's just past sunset. And so they're probably starting to leave now. But anyway, I'm like this, frozen. <laughs> There's something in my hair. And she has dark hair and yeah. it's dark out. There's something in my hair. And so your uh, your husband is closest to me. So you kind of stay in your seat for it. I mean, this is my version of this. Yeah, I want to hear it. And yeah. then, uh, so your husband, he, I think he thinks that I'm being silly or that it must have gone away and I'm overreacting. So it kind of like brushes my head with the bag of marshmallows. <laughs> I don't think it's gone, you know, and then I'm asking, is it gone? Because I'm not going to smash my head if there's a bee on it, like an actual honeybee. So I'm, is it gone? And then you're like, okay, you suck it up Um, so that you can come over and you're like this and you feel it. You don't see it. I touch it. Yeah. There's definitely something in her hair. And then you're like, (laughs) so I'm trying not to do that kind of reaction. I'm trying to just play it cool. Like I'm not freaking out. (laughs) 
So then we finally get my husband's attention. Can you please help me out? There's something in my hair. See, I'm good at pointing when right. something's happening. Right yeah. <laughs> Come help us. So, um, yes, there was definitely something in my hair. And at that point, your husband between the uh, marshmallows wiping my hair around, me doing this, you know, he's like, and I then don't. I'm like, it's still in there. Right. It's still in there. So he's like, I don't know. Maybe just shake your head out. You know, he, he, I don't know what it was. He thinks it was probably just a beetle, like a June bug or something like that, which is fine with me. I, I think it was a, yeah. I, I think it had a stinger. It, it may have. So me freezing. Which is why I was freaking out yeah. so much. It was definitely the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it was just a really fun moment for me because I'm pretty sure your husband thought I was a crazy girl about bugs. <laughs> where, whereas I felt like I was being totally cool about it. Like, okay, I'm fine. Just somebody needs to get it out. You know, because yeah, I can't yeah. see. Um, yeah. So. Well, when we were camping the other day, I was like, oh, kids, let's come look at this tick. And then it was got not there. And I was like, oh, flew away. And there it was in my hair. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So I know that was feeling. A, a joyful moment that was, for me. That was really fun. It was fun. just hilarious. We were all laughing. No one was hurt. Yeah, totally. So it was fun. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, we have so much fun together. I know. And um, so there's your 10 fun books. Yep. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.